babe. I'm walking through. Oh boy, Zertrum, Zertrum. Um, I'm wearing a mask as I walk through the city central. Um, okay, so I guess I'll take you backwards through my night so far. Um, I will let you know I'm currently drinking a Havana Club Cuban Cuban rum mixed with cola. Um, Glenn bought me a drink, and I could not refuse. I have this is what I drank I think on New Year's, and partially. Like, partially on the walk, I was like, I should slow down how much I'm drinking of this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was real glad that we went for a walk. So I'm walking back from the train station where I dropped you off, basically. Um, or, you know, Sertrum, where I dropped you off, uh, where we parted ways. Um, because... Uh, Glenn was walking, you know, we had a, we stopped by a store and we got a drink and then we walked and drank, um, as we go to like the train station so we could go home. Oh, oh boy. Hmm. So, um, yeah, so he and I were talking. I probably, I don't know, I probably shared a little too much information after the imbibing um that I don't normally do but I was like I don't know can't be that much different from like weed arana you know cannabijuana you know marriage of Jane um so yeah have a little drinky drink um, we were walking and talking. I probably shared a little bit too much information, you know. I basically was like, yeah, um, I'm out. You know, he was like, if you had, like, your freak out about why am I on another continent? Why am I, what am I doing here? And blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, not really. Because, you know, when I made the decision to come out here, I was in a mental hospital. Like, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and I was saying, like, this was the, the longest that I have... Uh, Um, I basically said I was like well this is the longest I've gone without trying to kill myself so that's nice you know I was probably like I don't know all the poems were about death and suicide and stuff so I'll get to that in a second Um, yeah so we're walking and talking and just talking about um, you know being American and theater and uh, um, you know the difficulties of immigration and whatnot he was also telling me stories about when he met his husband's uh, family and they're like from Virginia and they're like very homophobic I guess and they were like you know talking about how they were going to shoot him. I don't know. Um, I didn't want to be like, hey, my ex-wife's family wanted to shoot me too. 
But I was like, but it wasn't for gay stuff. They just, I don't know, they had control issues, which I'm sure is also inherent in the homophobia. But, um, can't see anything. Um, Yeah, we were walking, talking, drinking, and laughing, and whatever, you know. Um, talking about just like how the night went and how it was weird. And like, okay. So, ooh, ooh. let me start. Uh, so, that was just like back, backwards, starting from there. Backwards, leading up to the theater. And now I'm going to start from when I left you. I'm not trying to be like all memento about it or whatever, but like I'm going to start. I'm trying to save the theater part for the last. Um, so I was walking from, you know, Zentrum to the theater. And I was looking at how long it was going to take me to fucking get there. Um, I needed to be there at 6. It was 5.40, 5.45 when, I, when we parted ways. Um, you know, obviously I didn't want to go. So, like, my, my tardiness is 100%, you know, my fault. Um, so don't, don't try to take any credit for my being late. Um, so I, you know, plugged it into the Google Maps, and the Googs was like, hey, it's going to take 38 minutes for you to get to the theater on foot. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, that means I'm getting there at, like, 6.30. And they already moved the time for me, right? So, like, anyway. Um, yeah. So, uh, so then I'm like, you know what? I'm by myself. You know, I have a reason. I have no excuses like I have a reason to do it and no excuses not to uh, why don't I give this next bike app a shot so walking down the road that we you know that we parted ways on and I open up the app and I'm like there's gotta be a there's gotta be a uh, bike around here and I found one on the other side of the road and, you know, I, I haven't used these bikes before, but I understand the concept, right? And, oh, oh, you know, why, why you got to yawn in the middle of my thing? I'm almost done. I'm not. Um, you know, I understand the concept, so I scan the thing with my phone. It makes a clicking noise. It like moves around 
And so I get on the bike. And, you know, I'm a little timid at first because there's a shit ton of people on the bikes and on the street and stuff. So I, like, kind of gingerly walk the bike to the, the right side of the road, which is also the correct side of the road because uh, it was on the other... It was going the opposite way. Um, and then I get on the, the bike. And lucky for me, this is not my first bike rodeo. You know, so it's like a... has like three gears, and it uh, it shifts. It's like a, like a wrist kind of shift on the on the handlebars. So, you know, able to get used to that pretty quickly. And then I basically just stood on the side of the road, pretending to fiddle with the bike, until I saw another bicyclist um, approach. And once the bicyclist, like, passed me, I... um, followed him um and he was my uh like i created like a slipstream um so i know a slipstream in the context of like nascar um let me take my mask off oh no the headphones are stuck in the mask um oh no oh no i'm I gotta have to put the earphones in, put my glasses on. This is where the circus was. Oh no. Okay, so I've left the Zentrum. I'm out of the mask required zone. I'm where the circus was. Bummed that we never, like, the fucking shit didn't open, you know? Okay. Um, So I wouldn't like to see that circus and also ask them. You guys hiring? Um, okay. Ugh. Here we go. So I waited for another bicycle to come by. And then once the bicycle... Oh yeah, the slipstream thing. So in, like, NASCAR, racing, trucking, you know, like my mom, truck driver, my dad auto mechanic with an affinity for race car. Um, which for his birthday, he got to drive an actual like NASCAR. I got him like a, you know, one of those experiences where you get to drive a NASCAR track around the racetrack, actual racetrack. He liked that. Um, so uh, Slipstream is basically like you are using the vehicle in front of you to break the wind. That sounds like farting. Um, to, to break wind, uh, to like break the wind resistance. And so it's pushing all of the wind around the car in front of you is pushing all the wind around you. And so you are gaining additional momentum as the car behind it. Um, <clears throat> and so you're able to move faster in the, their slipstream. Same thing happens with like trucking. So if I'm on the road, if I'm, you know, if I'm, uh, driving in like a blizzard or snow or something, I'm gonna wanna stay behind a 18 wheeler if I can um, because they're breaking most of the wind resistance and I get to drive in their, their uh, tread 
uh, which is less chance of me losing control or spinning out of control in the snow. Um, so anyway, I was using this bike, the other bicyclist, as a sort of like cultural, legal slipstream. So I followed them and I rode behind them. Um, and I rode behind them and when they stopped at a light, I stopped at a light. And when, you know, if they signaled the turn, I signaled the turn, et cetera, et cetera. Um, until I got to the park. And then once I was on the park, you know, I just like fucking, I was like, I'm on the park. I can do whatever I want. So I just like rode through the park pretty quickly. Um, and then I... <laughs> then I was like on the wrong side of the road um, and I was following another bicycle and I was like this is okay because we're both doing the wrong thing and then she turned and I didn't and I was like well fuck now I don't have an excuse so then I had to like go to the other side of the road um, I waited for bikes and then I found them and then I did like some weird funky U-turn thing that's probably not legal but I you know then I parked the the bike in the next to a tree and left it and went to the theater and I don't know how to leisurely ride a bicycle. Like, that's not a thing to me, you know? Like, I only know how to ride the bike, like, fast. Okay? So, like, I'm, I'm warmed up by the time I get to the theater. I don't need to um, warm up or anything. But I'm surprisingly still there before two other people. Um, Okay, so I get to the theater, and there's, um, you know, park the bike, and I'm out of breath, and whatever, and um, uh, Peter is there, and Leticia is there, and um, Glenn is there, and Daniel is there, and myself. So, <clears throat> and Peter's kind of sitting off by himself. Leticia's just kind of bouncing between. Um, Glenn, Daniel, and myself, because we're all, like, North American, you know? Um, Glenn from America, me from America, and Daniel from Canada. Um, and, uh, Jesus, okay, I don't want to get to the part where we're reading Glenn, uh, Daniel's poem, because that's at the very end. Ooh, okay, I swear this, this this story has whatever. So we're all just standing in front, you know, and we're making jokes. I mean, we're just, like, talking and making jokes, and, like, we sort of talking about, like, um, you know, Glenn is married, Daniel is engaged, and I am divorced. <laughs> so Leticia makes some joke about, like, a like a Christmas Carol Dickensian kind of, like, uh ghost of relationships past present and future you know and I was like that's not good because you know like I get you get shown to you 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 get like traveled to the future to see divorced self and you're like oh no oh, I'll change my ways I promise you know um and so like we're making jokes and then I was talking about like you know 
Uh, we're still waiting for Sabine and Kiara to show up. And uh, um, Kiara's one of the other um, Italian director ladies. And um, so we're standing there making jokes, and Daniel asks, like, what, um, what the, um, the, what is it called? The, um, what poems that you brought, I guess? And um, so we're trying to figure out which, which poems to bring. And uh, sorry, I think someone was trying to talk to me just now. And I was like intentionally kind of ignoring and gesturing them. And gesturing, you know, doing the thing that I do. Like they're acting for the, the street sort of thing. And now they're looking, looking back at me. So I'm going to, maybe I'll walk slower. Um, and we were doing the, um, talking about whichever poems and stuff that we had. And, um, you know, I was saying, like, oh, I wanted to bring, like, the love song of J. Alfred Prufrock by T.S. Eliot. And he was like, oh, I actually brought that or whatever. And Glenn was like, oh, it's, that's so, that one's so long. It's, why would you want to read that? It's so long. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's so long. And it's not particularly, like, gripping, if I remember correctly. You know, and, like, Daniel was like, how dare you, you know? Like, jokingly, you know, because I thought at first, I thought he, like, was saying something about, um, like, I thought he was being sarcastic or something, you know? Like, he was saying, uh, okay, yeah, that man was definitely trying to talk to me at the, at the corner, and, um, because I just, like, walked behind him, and he stopped everybody else to talk to them. Um, so, yeah, acting for the street, continuous work. Oh. Baby, baby, I miss you. Miss you already. <clears throat> okay. I mean, if not evidenced by the fact that I'm doing this show for you. Uh, so, um, yeah, so we're making jokes. Like, oh, how dare you? And I was like, oh, oh he's joking. He doesn't take poetry this seriously. <laughs> oh, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. Because I was like, I didn't really have a poem. I was like, I didn't really prepare a poem because I was like, this, they can't be serious. They can't be serious about this, you know? And, uh, and so I told him, I was like, I don't really have a poem, but then like, yeah, I might do this or whatever. And I was like, yeah, you know, I might do like Emily Dickinson or like a Robert Frost or whatever, you know? And, um, um, I was like, I didn't bring anything. And... Uh, yeah, so we go into the theater, and, you know, he's, Daniel's kind of explaining what his, um, you know, what his, like, well, okay, so before, even before that, Letizia is like, okay, well, you know, we got some more additional news about this, like, you know, extended kind of lockdown situation, and how we're not going to be able to, you know, we had previously kind of talked about the possibility of performing outside, outside in the grass area, um, and uh, is re like regarding the rules um, around things called events. Uh, as long as there's an event, we're not like it's going to be too much of a hassle. So it can't be like an official event to do anything around the on the grass. So. 
um, what she's like, so what I would like to do instead is, you know, maybe do like an online thing, some sort of online performance. <sighs> and then, you know, start talking about that. And then like I was confused and other people were confused about like, wait, is it? you mean like it smells like weed um you know I used to smell weed and be like ooh gross smells like weed <laughs> now I smell weed and I'm like who's holding um okay so, so then, like, so Glenn's sort of saying, oh, yeah, we want to do something like an online performance or whatever, and then we're, like, confused, and there's some discussion about, like, do you mean that we are going to move forward with the intent of doing something that can be done outside, and if it's possible, we're going to do it outside in June, or we're going to move forward with the intent of just doing something that is online instead, um, and not have to try to to you know change it to be to work for the for outside you know and then like i know i haven't met known these people for very long but like classically teaching your fashion it feels like she was like yes either or we will see you know like some sort of inconclusive kind of vague agreeable statement and i'm just sitting there thinking like okay well online performance and an outdoor performance are two very different experiences. Um, so I do not, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just like, I'm like, it's probably not, not for me at this point. Uh, and then Glenn starts a sentence and he's like, okay, well, how about next week we all, you know, bring an idea and we'll sort of like discuss you know, what we want to do, and I'm looking at him, and I'm looking at Daniel, and I'm, and then Daniel, and then Glenn looks at me, and he's like, what? And I'm like, didn't we, didn't we have this exact conversation? Am I having deja vu? Like, I'm not trying to be a dick, but like, didn't we already have this conversation? Like, this is the meeting about a meeting, right? Like, <laughs> um, and uh, so I still don't understand what's going on, but we're going to bring something next week. Um, also we had the conversation of like, this is the group of people. It is now a bubble. We're no longer bringing in like outside groups of people, um, just for like, you know, COVID security stuff. Um, so yeah. Okay. So then we start with the poetry thing and um, and I guess Daniel starts talking about whatever um, you know I'm like what's kind of like the objective what are we trying to do here what do we want to do um, and he's saying It really just wants us to like share and read poetry and enjoy the sharing and reading of poetry. 
and I was like, oh God, oh no. Like, don't get me wrong, I like poetry as next as much as the next guy or person, but I, I don't like when an art form is held up above others as like sacred or holy. I don't, I think that that's like very gatekeeper-y and like exclusive and pretentious. Um, and so, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. So then we start sharing poems. Um, and, you know, Sabine shares a poem that's basically about like um, suicide that like, you know, it's like a, some, these were all other people written poems. Um, like Ted Hughes or something? Anyway, it's like a poem about like a loved one's suicide and then Glenn shares one about, um, called Funeral Blues. And then there's, uh, let's see. Oh, and then, um, you know, so Sabine shares one that's about like, no, Sabine did the, the funeral one, the, another like funeral one. Um, Letizia does, I don't know, it was like a Greek poem, but it says something about dead bodies, beautiful dead bodies. Um, and then Peter does like a roll doll um, poem uh, about a little girl sitting on a porcupine. And he's just like from memory. Um, you know, orates it because, like, I guess he had um, done, you know, had like listened to it a bunch of like as a kid or whatever, you know. So he just like knew the whole thing off the top and just said it. Um, and it was great. And I was, like, I never thought I would be like, oh, thank God for Peter, right? But um, in this case, I was. Uh, so, you know, he does that and. Then I think it's my turn, and Daniel knows I don't have anything. So he starts going on to the next thing, and he's like, okay, well, I brought these poems, and I want everyone to pick one, you know. And and Sabina's like, uh, excuse me, Will hasn't gone. And Daniel's like, well, he didn't bring. And then I was like, okay, fine, I'll go. Um, and I jump up on stage, and I'm like, this is a little poem. Uh, called Beowulf and um, and obviously I was like ah just kidding okay I was like here's a poem uh, stop me if you've heard this one before there once was a man from Nantucket and then of course like the people who know this dirty limerick um, you know laugh I get the laugh and I'm like ah I'm just kidding um, and then I say it's not really a poem but I guess I can share it anyway uh, it's Ernest Hemingway. Uh, it's called Baby Shoes. And I say, for sale, baby shoes, never worn. Uh, thank you. And I do a bow. And then um, uh, Daniel's like, I, it's like I, I can't help but feel like you're not taking this seriously. And I was like, are we supposed to be taking it seriously? Like, I, I, you know, definitely put my foot in my mouth, I guess.
across the street to avoid shouting German people. Okay. Um, so, what else? <sighs> yeah, so then I was, I was like, apparently I'm the asshole for trying to lighten the mood, you know? Like, and also, like, you know, he's like, you could have just said no. And I was like, I, I mean, I'm trying. I don't, I was like, I, I was like, yeah, okay, just whatever. And then I just, like, sat down and I was like, I'm done here. Um, uh, I'll, maybe if I remember, I'll read the Dirty Limerick after this. Um, or, like, recite it. I don't need to read it. I know it, baby. I know it. You've heard me say it before. Um. So, uh, yeah, so then he's like, well, I brought a selection of poems, and I just want everyone to pick one and take five minutes to prepare and then share it. Just kind of, you know, focus on the, the, the you're communicating a message. You're not, like, you know, performing a poem, but get up there and just, like, share the poem, you know? And then he starts reading off all the different, like, different poems that he has brought his like fucking master collection of these poems you know and he's like um you know you can pick any of these i've got you know yates and and you know william carlos williams and uh fucking i don't know sylvia plath and all these things right so he's just like listing all these different poems and pieces and he was like you know if you're not really familiar with the Yeats don't you know probably don't pick one of those because it's a little advanced and um, and then a lot of the um, conversation about <clears throat> like you know if you have and if you're reading the poem and you don't really know any of like if you're not sure what the words mean or like what it's talking about like let me know I might know and it was just like so like nerve gratingly pretentious and superior and condescending and he like you know assigned poems and gave them to people and he gave me like you know a comedy one um that he wanted me to read last because it's you know uplifting um, and then everyone, like, reads these poems, and it's, like, fine. Um, there wasn't really a point behind it, you know. And then he's like, okay, Will, do you want to read, you know, yours or whatever? And it's like, I decided that I would rather not. But it's a great poem. I, had, I didn't read it. He gave it to me. I didn't read it. It's like, it's a great poem. I, I, I think you should perform it. And he goes, well, I have to go soon. Uh, he had to leave at, like, 8.15. He's like, I have to go soon, but... Um, you know, if anyone would like to um, maybe read a poem that uh, I wrote, um, I was like, because I'm not going to perform it, but I'd like to hear somebody read it. And, um, and of course, everyone's like looking around, and I'm like, I'm holding my tongue at this point because I'm like, motherfucker, you bring in a poem that you wrote and you're not performing it yourself? Like, you're given the risk somebody else like who the fuck do you think you are anyway and thank god 
Glenn is just like, fuck it, I'll take one for the team kind of guy. So he, you know, reads it. And, um... Glenn, Daniel hands Glenn his phone and Glenn goes up on stage to read it and Daniel's like it doesn't matter but the, the title is and he says like the title and uh, and he's like and it, it, it's ironic because well it doesn't well it um it's ironic because it, it it's for Leeson or whatever you know what I mean it's like I don't know what it was I wasn't I was you know I couldn't couldn't hear him over my the sound of my eyes rolling um I just like it's so dark and lonely. It's so dark and lonely. <laughs> okay. Well I turn the light on, so now it's less dark. Still lonely though. Hold on a second. These are so far up my ass. Oh my god. But what am I having? What am I doing? Okay. Let's wrap up the story here. So I'm uh he reads the <laughs> he reads the poem. And I don't know how old Daniel is, but I think he's like he's gotta be like 22 or something, you know. And it's so, like, on the nose. The poem is, like, so on the nose, like, deep for a 13-year-old, like, you have sucked me dry, hornets eat my eyes, you know, like, those sorts of things. And, and even, like, there's a line that was, like, I have achieved Yeats's dream. And I was, like, ah, ooh. Um, so, yeah, it was a thing. And then Glenn's like, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. His voice keeps getting higher. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, and it was like awkward. And then he had to go. Um, it was 8.15 or whatever. And uh, Daniel had to go. And he was like, he was like, I have to go. Sorry, I have to go. I have a Counter-Strike match, which was a, was a video game that I have to prepare for or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Um, like, I'm not shitting on his hobby. I just think it's like, you take everything this seriously, don't you? Lighten up, dude. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, I told Glenn how I felt about it, you know. Like, <clears throat> and he, like, agreed with me. And I was like, you're a bad liar because your voice. He's like, no, no, it was fine. It was fine. Like, you're doing it again. He was like, it was fine. It wasn't, 
like, you know, wasn't bad. I've definitely read worse poems, <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, that was it. And then we played, like, to, like, change the mood up, we played, like, an improv game called, like, it was called, like, Hoo Ha Sing. Um, and it was sort of, like, physical kind of energy passing sort of game, typical kind of theater game. And, um, yeah, it was good. And then, you know, Glenn and I stood outside talking, talking shit until everybody left. And when everybody left, we were like, okay, let's go get a drink. And then, and then we went to the store and got a drink. And now you're caught up, memento style, to where we left off. So um, I'm going to uh, eat a handful of cashews. <gasps> I left the jam out of the fridge. I mean, jam doesn't really. Yesterday's jam, you know, jam kind of keeps. Um, now I'm going to eat a handful of cashews while, I don't know, thinking about you and crying myself to sleep, babe. No, I love you. You are, um, you know, just my favorite person. Glenn says, you know, you seem really chill. And you seem really cool. You seem really chill. And so I was like, she's so chill. And I talked about how great it is, like, dating a scientist because you're the first, like, non creative non-artist like you're creative don't uh, don't stop stop taking offense stop stop nope come back fin you got to finish this episode quit it okay well you can listen and cry at the same that look i'm not here to tell you what to do with your body i'm just <sighs> you're a scientist you're better than me okay just let me finish you're better than art okay okay Moving on. I was talking about how it was so great because you are like a critical observer and appreciator of art. And you're not like all these other people who have who I've been romantically involved with who have who I always try to get you to do their thing or they try to co-op your thing or like, you know, and, and we're just like, you know, we don't make our, you know, you don't make science your life and I don't make art my life anymore. And speaking of which, someone on Facebook messaged me like, hey, I just want to pick your brain for a second. I'm like, fuck you. I'm going to charge money for every message I get that says I just want some advice. Um, anyway, sorry. I might be a little um, tipsy, but I'm not going to finish this drink. Like now that I don't have the pressure, now that I don't have the pressure of, of Glenn watching me, I'm not going to drink it. Um, Anyway, so I slept with Glenn. No, um, I talked about like not being able to like not meeting your parents or the same boon as you, whatever. Um, yeah, so I love you and I miss you and I'm gonna fall asleep thinking about your smile um, and I'm gonna fall asleep like, you know, thinking of like, you know, caressing your hair as we cuddle in like statue pose, you know? I love that and I love you. And I hope you have a good night or a good day or whenever you're listening to this because I love you and you're my favorite person. And, uh, yeah, okay. Um, I'll, I'll let you know when I... I mean, I guess by the time you've listened to this, you'll know because I will have sent you a thing that says, like, hey, I uploaded the thing. Anyway, I love you. Oh, sitting down feels nice. Um, okay. <laughs>